five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Lisa likes the window seat at night, the lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see, the runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that town, then we take that town. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. All right, everyone, welcome back to a much better version of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast because your lovely host, Christian Brito, is back. Yeah. Uh, God damn it, Dale. Also with me tonight is your other host, Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? The host with the most is what they call me. The the most what? Most losses? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The most, most, uh, the most, most uh, fantasy leagues with how to play off uh, hope. Most uh, venereal diseases. There you go. Whoa. Probably shouldn't have said that. Anyways, let's get on with the show. Mm, let's get it on. How about that? <laughs> uh, this already went downhill. I feel like we should record another intro. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Speaking of stuff going downhill, um, how come every time I'm off the podcast, you guys use that as like open season for making fun of me? What, you think uh, I'm not going to reply to it? Like what? Well, uh, half of it is I I kind of was hoping that you weren't going to listen anyways. Um, there was a good chance that you weren't going to listen. I You probably didn't listen to, like, the meat and potatoes of the episode, I'm nope. guessing. And, uh, yeah, and then the other half is just you're always on, so we never have a chance to rip you behind your back, and that's the best way to do it. Yeah, so. you know, I feel like Julius Caesar here. Um, 
at two brutes. Like you're supposed to be the guy that props me up. Anyways, point <laughs> is, I only listened to the beginning of the show because you told me, hey, check out the intro, right? And it All was right. funny, right? Armando yeah. was funny. I listened to the first two minutes. You guys mentioned me there. I skipped all the way to the end of the podcast. Last okay. three minutes. You skip, skip all the analysis. I understand that. Skip okay. all the analysis. I only want. I'm only here for the fun. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I don't give any, any of the analysis, anyways. Which we're gonna talk about something about that in just a second. Um, but then again, at the end, you guys make fun of me. <laughs> and you could. Your feelings aren't hurt, are they? No. Well. <laughs> Little oh, bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Only because it's getting like personal now. It's getting repetitive. <laughs> yeah, I guess and that's then, what hurts. Like, you're like, <laughs> and then I got people coming yeah, to me. I got people coming to me today, um, I, 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 telling me, and I don't know if this is man. I really don't know if it's in reference to me or not. Probably not. We're probably making a big deal out of absolutely nothing. But. um I think Matthew Barry hates me. <laughs> I don't know. Explain. I don't have a better way to say that. Explain. Pretty sure he called me a moron on his podcast. <laughs> and I don't know how to deal with that, right? Because a lot of us I'm people. If, if he did, if he did, I'm, you, you, you should be honored. I'm honored that I am your co-host and, uh, and he called my co-host a uh, moron. Number I'm really. not. I think it's great. I think it's great for our podcast. Um, too bad you didn't mention our name. I don't know if that would have been bad or good. Um, if he was, who knows? Uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, we're just a kind of a, All right. I don't know what you'd call us, independent podcast. Let me explain, okay? Because a lot of us people that play fantasy football, we started out listening to Matthew Barry and Nate Ravitz. Um, and he called Nate Ravitz a moron plenty of times, so I guess maybe it's not a terrible thing. Um because I mean, those are those are people that I respect in this field. I don't want to get too salty about it. Um, no, no, because you, sh- you shouldn't be. A lot of people have disagreements in fantasy. Of course. Um, and again, the guy that maybe I was <laughs> defending was Isaiah Crowell. But I guess I'll defend them just again, even though I don't. I don't really want to defend somebody on the Cleveland Browns, but I feel like there's a need at this point to do so. Hold because on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me back up really quick. I don't know if you're going right. to say it or not. All right, really you quick, say what happened. Yeah, okay. I was going to get there, but yeah, fuck okay, you. sorry. <laughs> okay, so Matthew Barry, uh, if you don't know who he is, you're probably living under a rock. He, if you don't, if you like him or hate him, whatever, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, he's he's a huge voice in the fantasy football community. He's, he's the king of fantasy football. He, he has a podcast on on ESPN Fantasy Focus. If you haven't heard of him, it's because you haven't been playing fantasy long enough. Yeah, right. Even just to come across his articles or, you know, whatever on TV and all that stuff. Anyways. Uh, he also so, wrote for uh, Crocodile Dundee 2 or 3 or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, so, anyways, uh, he mentioned a podcast in one of the recent episodes where he he you know he said, there's some podcast and this moron was saying that Isaiah Crowell uh, is a top 20 running back. And they kind of, you know, gagged on him a little bit, I guess. Um, a little bit. It got hurtful at that point. <laughs> Repeatedly called whoever called Isaiah Crowell a top 20, a complete moron. And, you know, um, it went on for a couple of minutes. Anyways, uh, we're convinced because we're big headed and we think the world revolves around us. Think that he's talking about Christian, referencing Christian in, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. 
um, saying, talking about Isaiah Crowell. So, it was it was brought to me like, hey, I think Matthew Barry's talking about you. Right, right. Like I, I used to, back in the day, listen to this podcast, their podcast religiously, back when it was Nate and Pod Vader. I know they've switched it up a little bit, but it, it was a, a great. I'm sure they're still great now. Um, but I, you know, I was shown the little piece and it could be me it could be some other moron (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of morons out there let's face it especially in in fantasy analysis uh we're pretty much all morons and Uh, and and we're no exception to that i mean we're playing a game right of course we're we're having fun and i'm sure i mean i'm sure a lot of people gave matthew berry a lot of heat for a lot of his calls throughout the years you know michael dick cough cough but um yeah, yeah Cordero Patterson, cough, cough. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we could we could do that too. I've I've had a lot of hits and misses in just this season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't think Isaiah Crowell is one of them. I okay. drafted Isaiah Crowell as like my last bench spot in every single one of my leagues. I have Isaiah Crowell, and he's been exactly what I need him to be, which is a serviceable running back. If he scores, he's good. He has scored. Five times this season, all five of those games, of course, have been double-digit games. He's been startable in every single one of those. The other times, it's been very hit or miss, but he's been decent out of your starting, out of your RB2 or a flex position. You can't demand too much more than the RB18 on the season, who's actually caught more passes than people, um, you know, really think of Isaiah Crowell because people think Duke Johnson in that backfield. I mean, Duke Johnson is third in the league in receiving yards, but Isaiah Crowell is 13th. He's not that far behind. He's right right behind Ezekiel Elliott. He's nine yards behind Ezekiel Elliott. He's ahead of guys like Devonta Freeman, Mark Ingram, um, Chris Thompson, Bilal Powell, guys that are actually receiving backs. Isaiah Crowell has more receiving yards than them. Yeah. He's actually doing okay in that field, along with his five touchdowns, along with being serviceable. You can't ask for much more of an RB two. He's what Frank Gore was last year. It's not great, but if you got if you have David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott or Demarco Murray, and you're comfortable as hell with your RB one, you can roll out Isaiah Crowell in what Matthew Barry himself has often called the easiest position to fill in fantasy football, which is the RB two slot. Guys that you can pick up off the waiver wire plug in he's not going to be great he's going to plod his way to a top 20 running back but that's exactly what he is a top 20 running back yeah i mean he's uh, 18th among uh fantasy running backs uh non-ppr and uh he's uh, on on nf you're looking on espn uh, i'm sure uh yeah on well, I mean, nfl.com he's 16th okay all right in their standard scoring format he's number 16 He's 91% owned. He should be 100% owned because you can put him in. He's not. I mean, I heard their description. He's unplayable. I totally disagree. What did he do this past week, right? I mean, we're talking about even in a loss, he had six passes. So factor in into PPR. He wasn't great, right? He had, what was it? Uh, Let me do the math real quick. 91 total yards with a fumble. But you add six passes to that. That's a pretty decent day. He's start worthy in these leagues. As an RB2 Give me that. That's perfectly fine. Like, he's Frank Gore. Like, that's who he fucking is. It's not great. I hate that type of running back. I hate that I have to defend him. (laughs) But you can't say he's not a top 20 running back when that's exactly what he is. Right. It's That's what fantasy football has become. He's not a top 20 running back 5, 10 years ago. 
But in 2016, that's exactly the piece of shit running back that you get. He's yeah, Todd Gurley. That's what he is. And yeah. as much as you might want to defend Todd Gurley because he's super talented, he's better than Todd Gurley this year. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think the fact that he plays on a losing team. He's a running back that plays on a team that's down most of the game. He plays um, on one of the worst teams of all time, so people are yeah, going to discredit right. him. Yeah, It's of one of the worst teams of all time. It's a laughing stock. They've had five different starting quarterbacks. It's a joke. Right. But he is fantasy relevant. He's fantasy startable in a pinch. He's fantasy flex worthy. He's not a terrible running back. He will finish at the end of the season a top 20 running back exactly like Frank Gore did last year. Probably in the la- in the last few games he'll have another couple touchdowns, you know, but we'll see how how his schedule pans out. I don't yeah. want to spend more time on this. Um, I, I don't want to be salty either. I respect Matthew Barry and all these done fantasy football, and if we're going to have a disagreement um, if he's talking about us. Yeah, <laughs> chances are he's not. not. <laughs> Your blood pressure just rose by like 20 points, and he's not even talking about us. <laughs> Why do you guys keep talking about my blood pressure, man? I'm fat, but my blood pressure's fine. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it just You get worked up. Um, I mean, in the last five games, he hasn't been great, right? I mean, he's the 29th best running back in the last five games because he hasn't scored a ton. He's had one touchdown. Um, but still, I mean, oh, over the season, he's very serviceable, like you said. I agree with everything you said there. Um, I mean, there's, you know, there's 20. I think there's 20 guys that I'd probably feel more comfortable starting than Isaiah Crowell. Um, okay. That's fair. But, but it doesn't mean that he's that Isaiah Crowell is not a top 20 talent and, and a fantasy player. Does it? Am I, if I, am I uh, contradicting myself here? No, it's okay. it's just fine. You okay. may you very well may have better players. I mean, if you're reaching the fantasy playoffs, you probably do have better players on your roster. You probably did draft uh, a, a number of guys late, and you're okay. You don't have to play Isaiah Crowell. But he's the type of guy that you can play in a pinch. I mean, you'll be just fine. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree. Okay. So that was a... That was a fun few minutes there. Um, All right, Dale. I want to. I want to go the other end on a guy that um, that I think I have called right and continues after he had one big game. People were were in and out on on this guy, but I, I think it's been consistent enough that I can toot toot my own horn on this one. Devonte Adams has yeah. continued to impress in his role in Green Bay. Um, he's now the wide receiver number seven. That's crazy. On this season. That's crazy. I uh it's fun watching him, man. It's fun watching him and Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't seem like um Jordy Nelson is much of a read, <laughs> does it? Uh for Aaron Rodgers. No, but Jordy Nelson's been fine too. This has basically come at the cost of of uh Randall Cobb. Yeah. More than more than Jordy Nelson because Jordy Nelson's number five on the season. And and while he he is not himself. Jordy is not himself. He's still getting a ton of yards just based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's throwing the ball, ball more than he ever has in his entire career. Um, I mean, I think the best thing that could have happened for fantasy Aaron Rodgers is the injury to Eddie Lacy because that offense is not the same. Yeah. And their defense sucks. It does. <laughs> Sorry, that's an understatement. It's pretty their bad. defense sucks, like yeah. really bad. Um, so, I mean, Devontae Adams has been the number one benefactor of that, and he is your quintessential 
post-hype sleeper, the phrase that I've been using to describe him all year. Everybody was in on him last year. He stunk. He's not a one. He can't play in that role. But now that Aaron Rodgers is forced to throw the ball a lot and Jordy's back, Devontae Adams is uh, is going to pan out for a lot of people this year. You, are you trusting him more than Michael Thomas? Oh, Michael Thomas. I mean, you can you can love Michael Thomas too. He's He's become... It's hard to say. He's become just as good as Brandon Cooks. I know Brandon Cooks just yeah. put, a, put up a donut. Yeah, of course. So what have you done for me recently? Uh, right. For sure. But yeah. that, they're 1-1 one, one in that offense. And Michael Thomas is going to be a very high pick next year. Um, yeah. He he and Brandon Cooks are going to share that offense. And um, Michael Thomas, deservedly so, should finish the year as a top 10 wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's 8 right now. So You can rail on that if you want. He's 10 in, in, uh, okay. in NFL. You can rail on that if you want. I should stop saying numbers because then people will pinpoint and be like, I finished 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I if I had to pick, I think I'd pick Michael Thomas. I just think uh, I'm talking about Thomas over Cooks, I think, rest of the season. Uh, I thought you were talking about Adams. No. Uh, I, I, pro- it's, I would take Adams over Thomas. He probably right will finish ahead of both, I think. It's pretty close between, I mean, all those guys and points. Yeah. Not a huge difference. Right. I mean, you're talking about 11 points separates uh, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Thomas is smack dab in the middle of that. Yeah. Um. Listen, man, all three will be just fine rest of season. Michael Thomas is a better version of Marcus Colston. It seems that way, definitely. I mean, we've been talking about I mean, the, the Colston comparison. I think a lot of people have for a, for a few weeks now. Um, he's good, man. <laughs> And he's he's basically soaked up any production that people could have wanted out of the tight end position in in the New Orleans offense. So, unfortunately for Kobe Fleener owners, Michael Thomas is doing everything that you had hoped for him. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. That middle right. mid, middle of the field big target guy. That's gonna deal. Yeah. So <laughs> we just spent like uh, fifteen twenty minutes ranting on uh, stuff. At least it was fantasy football relevant this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, now that my blood pressure is coming down, because apparently that's the fucking joke that we're going to stick with, <laughs> why don't we actually help our listeners instead of me being angry, okay. and let's um, let's start getting people ready for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Playoffs. All right, so let, let's kick us off here, Dale. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of take a look. Of course, we're, we're going to talk about fantasy playoffs. We're talking about week 14 through 16, right? Um, hopefully, if you're listening to our podcast, you have that buy in week 14 that a lot of the first and second place guys uh, get in most fantasy leagues. Um, but if not, we're going to kind of break down. I We're not going to talk about the David Johnsons and Le'Veon Bells. Um, I think that's all kind of – that's – kind of obvious right um i want to break down some of the players that have either good or bad schedules and what to do about them and uh you know just get get your opinion burrito and uh i can kind of fill in um where when you get lost so um the first guy that really pops out to me he has a pretty before we before we do that (laughs) i i I purposely waited to do that thanks did you just assume i'm gonna get lost yes yeah thanks right Appreciate that. <laughs> um, the first guy that jumps out to me, Honey, uh, can you take my blood pressure real quick? <laughs> yeah. 
It's spiking. He's had a pretty good season. Uh, okay, here, let's like, can we play a game? Uh, I'll kind of give you clues and you tell me who I'm talking about. He's a He was a great waiver wire pickup mid-season. My wife is actually replying as if I was, oh God. <laughs> this is great podcasting. Are we Are we playing this game or not? My wife just yelled back and said, yes. <laughs> All right. So and this now guy. she's opening the door. Oh, I jokingly said something for the podcast. I don't actually need you to take my blood pressure. I love See, you. she's she's scared for you, man. <laughs> yeah, she had a very concerned look on her face. <laughs> Some guy me. from ESPN thinks I'm a moron. <laughs> Some guy from ESPN thinks I'm a moron. Hold on, let's get my wife on the podcast real quick. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. No, this Come is here. bad. Come here. This gonna yeah, be yeah. Bad. yeah, yeah, we're going to get you on the podcast real quick. Can you just come Listeners, here and say hi? I'm sorry. She's shaking her head. No, just come. You're already, it's, we're already committed. Hi, guys. No, no, I need you to give your opinion real quick. Okay. Some, uh, some guy from ESPN uh, called me a moron on his podcast. What do you have to say about that? Oh, that he's stupid. Come here and say that. <laughs> Jesus. That he's stupid. You heard it here first, folks. Priscilla <laughs> Monsa, EC Fantasy. Put that That's on great. the scroll. Yeah, he really did call me a moron. If it was me, that's we're not, not nice. We're not really sure though. The other guy, I have his book though. Probably shouldn't have spent those ten bucks. No, that was good, good money well spent. All right, I'm not offended. I probably am a moron when it comes to fit. So don't shake your head. No, this is perfectly fine. My wife is genuinely feeling bad for me. <laughs> and Dale's like, yeah. We got mentioned on ESPN. We didn't really get a mention. Again, we don't know if he was talking about us. Oh, that, that's true. <laughs> Maybe at least say the name of our show, man, yeah. if you're going to dog us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You still get some... I mean, we don't have the ESPN platform. Although, if we did, I think we'd do okay. I think we'd... Well, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Although, I mean, we wouldn't be able to, like... No. Suck on our own dicks and stuff. No. We'd have to keep it clean because Disney. Yeah. This is not a family-friendly show. No. And um, in okay. case we haven't made that clear, I didn't want to. I don't want to curse. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Was, so, wasn't feeling it there. Felt so, forced. Yeah. Can we? Can we play some fantasy football? Yeah, we play fantasy football every week. What's okay. up, Dale? All right. Well, you wanted? Did you? There was there a game or something you wanted to play? About ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. This guy, he was a waiver wire pickup midseason. Uh, once his O line got somewhat healthy, he was playing great. Had a couple two hundred yard games in a row. Okay, you don't have to keep going. Okay, uh, Jay Ajay is yep. is a little, oh is that who it was? Yeah, is a little concerning to me. Um, he okay. plays Baltimore Week Thirteen, which is coming okay. up. He plays Arizona. Uh, not a great matchup. Um, actually, a pretty harsh one. Um, and then he ends the season. Ends the fantasy season with the Jets and uh, the Bills. Um, with their banged up O line, doesn't seem like they're going to be healthy uh, immediately. At least not for the next game or two. Um, are you concerned at all? And is Jai going to be that number one running back we thought he was a few weeks ago? I, I think he's still a low end RB one. That's yeah. the way I, I've been ranking him. Absolutely, I think he still is, um, and he will. Even even against in bad games, I think the Dolphins' offense has kind of shifted towards 
running through him a little bit. So he'll still get scores. I mean, it'll probably look just like it did this past week where you're not super impressed, right? He only had 56 total yards, but when you add a touchdown to that, um, 11.6 points, that's nothing to scoff at. Like, it's not, that's a top, you know, 15 running back performance and rest of season, he should be just fine. Okay. I mean, I, I know it's not great mashups. I, I, I'd be very hesitant with him against Baltimore. That's the one team that I'm not comfortable. This might bite me in the ass, but with the banged up O line, like you said, uh, not comfortable with him against the number one rush defense in the NFL, allowing the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. Not feeling JHI this week, but after that, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's well, fine. You, you've got Arizona, New York, and Buffalo. Though those aren't crazy bad matchups i'm okay there no i mean he had 200 yards against buffalo last time they played um so uh right. and then when with they played a, when he played with the a jets. fully healthy old line though yeah exactly and then when he played the jets he had over 100 yards um but you know last game against the a really great matchup with the 49ers that o-line showed that they cannot carry a jai um two and a half yards a carry he did score um but it's just it's not good enough uh, against the 49ers right um so, no, their I'm, their O line is a key to their offense and JJ. Okay, um, it's not necessarily that Ajayi is a super talented running back, and that's why he's doing all this. When the Dolphins' offensive line is healthy, they're top three O lines in the NFL. Yeah, yeah it makes probably. a huge difference when they have um, Albert Pouncey and Tunsil; those three pieces yeah. all healthy at once. Yeah, exactly. And all three of them are unhealthy all at once. So, um, you know, and I mean, temp, really, really temper your expectations, you know, against the Ravens D, giving up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Uh, that defensive line is super strong, too. Um, I think JJ is going to get pushed around a little bit. Um, but, you know, beyond that, um, let's hope he can get through that first round against Arizona. You got an okay matchup, but again, like you said, this O line is, is a key to his success. So. No, Arizona, just to chime in, it's another bad matchup. Yeah, of course. The good the good ones are the Bills and the yeah, yeah, no, Jets, which really aren't yeah. that good either. Like These are all teams that are um, what you would say bad matchups, although Jets and Bills are right in the middle. Um, they're, uh, but Arizona is right there with uh, – not right there with Baltimore, but almost as good against the run. Yeah. <clears throat> so um. – Two bad matchups in a row where you might be hesitant and need to temper your expectations with the Jai. The good thing, like you mentioned, is for a lot of fantasy playoff teams, that's their RB two. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, got another guy. He's uh, he's pretty interesting here. He hasn't done much uh, in the last couple of weeks, but Spencer Ware, mm-hmm. um, another guy who was hit or miss all season, came on strong a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really good run. Uh, his his playoff schedule is looking pretty good. Uh, he does play Denver in uh, the Super Bowl week, which is week his 16. next. His next two weeks. Let me let me correct you here. His next two weeks are amazing. Like if you need to get into the playoffs and then win your first round, Spencer, where's the guy to go? Oh yeah, with Atlanta and Oakland these two weeks. Yeah, yeah. The Tennessee is not a bad matchup, right? Um, but Denver. I mean, even Denver's run defense isn't you know top of the line. No, um, they've actually been um, bottom and, half. 
and he in just, terms of oh, well, top hat. I don't know how to. I never know how to say this. Right. They allow more fantasy points to running backs than you would think. Yeah. They're really good against the pass, but against the run, I mean, they're allowing nineteen point two fantasy points per game. Um, yeah. I mean, Spencer Ware got nearly a hundred total yards against Denver last week. Uh, I don't see it being much different in the Super Bowl week. Maybe he scores, right. and uh, it'll really help you out. So uh, Spencer Ware, I think, is an okay matchup. Um, coming up into the the fantasy playoffs here. Um, you do you agree with that, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Dale, I, I got a name for you here, and uh, my turn to talk. I like talking. Yeah, go ahead. That's why we have a show. Sure. How do you feel? All right, that's enough. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. How do you feel about one Mr. Kenneth Dixon? Yeah, um, we just tweeted, actually. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday night. Um, Kenneth Dixon actually out-snapped Terrence West for the first time last last uh, last week. Um, and I tweeted immediately, you know, I expect that. I expect the scales to continue to lean in Dixon's favor. Uh, I think if he's somehow on your waiver wire now, uh, pick him up for the playoffs, he's just going to get more and more valuable. Um how much faith do I have in the running game of the Ravens? Not much, but a decent running back, um, you know, on a team that has to run, has to run the ball somewhat. Um, I, I think he has value. Um, I am going to agree with that. I mean, he's got pits in the championship week, which um, I think by that point, he will be the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if that's crazy or not. Is that like a hot take? No, no, it's, I I agree with you. I mean, I knew um, I mean, we were, we've been talking about the past couple of weeks that Terrence West was on his way out. Yeah. Um, so he's a guy there um, that I think is available in a lot of leagues, and you can pick up, and he can be serviceable down the stretch. Yeah, even in even in dynasty or keeper leagues, obviously. I mean, this is something that you should probably already been thinking about. Uh, pretty good value, you know, for next year as well. And Dale here, I'm going to bring up the guy that we disagree on. Oh, okay. uh, So, and I think we should each give our take here because for me, a guy who will be a top 10 running back in the fantasy playoffs, um, and we have uh, vehemently disagreed on, is Jeremy Hill. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Hill so far this season has been Isaiah Crowell. He's been a, if he scores, you're happy. If he doesn't score, it's middling or bad, for the most part. Yeah. But if you look at his totals, he has not been terrible. He's right now the RB number 19 in standard leagues. And with the loss of Giovanni Bernard and the loss of A.J. Green, he is the option in that offense, along with Tyler Eifert. He, the offense is going to run through him. And I think evident no more by the fact that he actually got six receptions this past week when the game was over. I mean, they were they were down to the Ravens from the get-go, and they had to pass. And he caught six passes, 61 yards, more than he's had all season. Probably, you know, one of the best receiving games of his career. Jeremy Hill is going to be great. Now, let me give you his schedule because we need to... Uh, we need to look at schedule, right? Sure. In his fantasy playoffs, week 14, he's got the Cleveland Browns. 
You think that's a good matchup? Yeah. All right, number two in terms of most fantasy points allowed to running backs. Sure. So I, I like that one. Yeah, I do too. They, he follows that up with Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's great. great number matchup. four in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. Mm-hmm. And then you follow that up with a defense that typically has been pretty good against the run, except for this year, the Houston Texans, who are allowing the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. Factor that in with the fact that he is always going to get his 12 to 20 carries. I mean, in a heavy game, he'll get 20 carries. In a low game, he'll get 12 if they're getting blown the hell out. Right. He's catching the passes now. He's got a great schedule. He's been a top 20 running back already on a, on, on what I deem is a crappy season. Jeremy Hill in the fantasy playoffs will be a top 10 running back. Yeah. Um, here's here's my hang-up. Uh, all season, past 12 games, he's only had two games that he averaged more than four yards per carry. Okay. Um, I think that I think that's alarming. Jer- I, I mean, Melvin Gordon did that for the whole first half of the season and yeah. was the number one fucking running back. Yeah, but the the Chargers were getting opportunities in the, in, in the red zone. Fair. Uh, the Bengals are not. Okay. Um, on top of that, in the last four games, he hasn't he hasn't gotten over four yards per carry. Uh, he's only gotten two touchdowns in the last four games. Uh, and then you know, just looking at his his trend, I guess his trend I think is going down. Uh, over the season, yeah, he's number 19, I think. Uh, but over the past five weeks, he's number 24. And over the last three weeks, he's I think he's number 26 or 27. Okay. Um, so just the, the downward trend I'm not excited about. Um, I think, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not serviceable. Obviously, he's the number one guy. He's the only, pretty much the only guy he has to worry about. Uh, Rex Burkhead um, right. you know, taking any kind of, you know, opportunity away from him, which I don't think, you know. I think just a change of pace, getting him a breather type role is where Rex is heading towards. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say Hill's unplayable. I think he has a good schedule. You mentioned you think he's going to be a top 10. I'll disagree with that. Okay. Um, make a neat bet? Yep. Yeah, weeks 14 through 16. Oh, top 10 feels so gross, though. It does. <laughs> He has a good schedule, which, you know, that trend could turn around, but... Would you go top 12 on this bet? 12 gives him too much room. 11. I'll take 11. All right. That is an eat bet. Jeremy Hill will be a top 11 running back from weeks 14 to 16 of your fantasy football playoffs. That's an eat bet. That's an eat bet. You're gonna eat lightning, and you're gonna crap thunder. Eat Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. I think. I think that was a pretty good conversation there. I think. Uh, I. I'm not sure. I even convinced myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced either because he's been bad. It's just. You got to factor in so much in fantasy football. Yeah. The player, the team, yeah. the schedule. The the offense and the opportunity. I'm sorry. I knew I was missing one. Yeah. And the opportunity. And those are the things that I have to factor in every single week when it comes to my rankings. More often than not, those numbers will pan out and be okay. But every so often, like, one of those things will break wrong, right? So the team may be bad that week, and so you're screwed. Or 
the opportunity's not there for some reason or another, and you're and you're screwed with what your what your predictions was. But if you focus on all of that as a whole, the team, the offense, the opportunity, the player um, skill, and and all that, look at the picture. I think the only thing lacking is is Hill's skill, but the and he's not that bad. No, he's not. He's not. I think he's a better running back than Isaiah Crowell is. Yeah, I think he's on a better team. I think he has more opportunity, um, and I think his schedule is amazing. Yeah. So I think he'll take a bump from being a number 19 running back. Whether that's a top 11 guy, still yet to see, but I think it's such a juicy schedule that I, I, I have to make that bet. And I'm willing to play him, even though he hasn't been great as of late, I'm willing to play him in the fantasy playoffs and roll the dice and be okay with him. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, he has a third easiest schedule among running backs, so... Um, it's it's favorable for him for sure. We'll see how it plays out. All right. So do we? Um, let, can we shift the conversation now to wide receivers? Yeah, sure. Uh, I well, really quick. Uh, JHI has the second worst schedule for running backs. I just want to mention that um, among among the others that have a pretty bad schedule, Robert Kelly, Thomas Rawls, Devonte Booker have pretty bad schedules. So just be aware there. But we can move on to wide receivers now. Um. I'll give you a couple names here uh, with favorable schedules. You tell me what you think. Um, mm-hmm. Tyrell Williams, San Diego Chargers have a great mm-hmm. wide receiver schedule coming up. Um, your thoughts on Tyrell Williams and I guess the entire San Diego offense. Tyrell Williams, now the number 16 wide receiver on the season. Um, when he had his first big week, uh, what – one of our followers, um, I think you remember her name, called me the Tyrell Williams Whisperer. Uh, yeah, who was that? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember her name. Is it Ricky? R- Ricky. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. And so, I mean, ever since then, he's he's had two poor games, but he's had one, two, three, four, five pretty good ones. And so now we're looking at a guy who's the number 16 fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, he put up a couple duds, but both of those duds were against the Denver Broncos. Right. Every other game since that point has been double-digit fantasy points at least in Mm -hmm. standard scoring. Yep. Every other one of those games has had at least 100 yards or a touchdown. He's been great. Yeah, his remake, his playoff schedule is Carolina, Oakland, and Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is a Super Bowl, and he's matchup. got Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, speaking of San Diego, of course, Melvin Gordon has Cleveland in his Super Bowl week too. So you're looking good there if you if you rode uh, if you rode Melvin Gordon throughout the season. You're in good shape there. Um, Tyrell Williams, number sixteen wide receiver in fantasy right now, up until this point in the season, and I think he has a chance. At finishing even higher than that. Oh, for sure. I I 100% agree with you. I mean, there's some great names ahead of him. But, I mean, he's going to pass, like, A.J. Green. Um, but, I mean, he's got a great schedule. Like, rest of season, Tyrell Williams or Michael Crabtree? Because I might take Tyrell Williams. I'm actually going to take Tyrell Williams. Uh... Give me the one for Drew Brees as opposed to the 1B for Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Did I say Drew Brees? Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, at least I caught it quickly for yeah. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Um, what is this? Ten years ago? What the <laughs> fuck? 
Yeah, no, uh, you know, um, that that's going to be pretty close because I think the Raiders have a pretty good schedule too. They The Raiders have uh, the eighth-best schedule for wide receivers. I'm barely old enough to remember Drew Brees playing for the Chargers. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would take Travis Benjamin too. Not by much though. Did you say Travis Benjamin? We are terrible at this. Tyrell Williams, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. We are just mixing up people's names. They, they, they get what I they They, they uh, smell what we're cooking. Don't worry about it. Okay, Rock. <laughs> um, this is, now this I would is, like to personally apologize to Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, and Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. <laughs> if they're great. Now so they're, you're taking Williams gonna... over Crabtree as well, rest of season? Yeah, I think uh, I would. I think I would. <sighs> just the schedule alone. Let's um, let's pause here, Dale. Um, we need to we need to play a game. Okay. Well, let's play a little this or that. Ooh. All right. So this or that is a little game we play. We're just I'm just basically going to give you a name. Tyrell Williams. Okay. You're gonna tell him whether you whether you rather have him rest of season and for the fantasy playoffs than the other guy. Okay. So uh Tyrell Williams and you just answered Michael Crabtree, so you'd rather have Williams? I think so, yeah. Alright. So let's go a little interesting here. Tyrell Williams or Richard Matthews. I'm gonna give you some very tough ones here. I love the way Richard Matthews is playing. Um, oh, mm-hmm. We talked about him on Sunday too, uh, you know, privately. Um, he's, he's, Matthews is getting it done, um, but I still got to go. I still got to go Williams. If I told you preseason, those are two top 17 wide receivers. Crazy, right? You you wouldn't believe me. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's crazy. All right, I, so I, you're going... I think it comes down to just trusting Phillip Rivers over Mariota. You're going, you're going Williams, and I will give the slight edge to Williams as well. Okay. All right, here's another tough. Like I'm, I'm having a tough time answering these myself. Okay, Tyrell Williams or Mr. Jamison Crowder. Um, that's not super tough for me now that Deshaun Jackson's back and seems healthy. Um, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Tyrell Williams. A couple of weeks ago, without knowing what Deshaun Jackson was going to do, I might have given Crowder the edge. I'm going, I'm going Williams. Give me somebody harder. Huh. That's what she said. We need to have a drop for like, that's what she said. We're going to get sued by... That's what she said! <laughs> by who? That's not like a trademark statement. Who's going to be that's... saying it? That's who we're going to okay. get sued by. by All right, Crow. fine. I'll say it. <laughs> okay, thanks. It's not his. Like He doesn't that's own that's what she said. I know that. That's good. All right. We're safe. So remember when we argued um, Steve Smith, Kamar Aiken preseason? Yep. Yeah. So Mike Wallace or Tyrell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going Tyrell Williams still. Yeah. Let Let's go a little higher. Okay. Larry Fitzgerald or Tyrell Williams rest of season. That's getting a little tougher. Um, I think I'm going uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going Williams. I'm going Williams. Not by much though. Okay, last two, okay. the Denver wide receivers or Tyrell Williams. I really, really like Sanders. Um, 
let me I'll, I'll let me look at Sanders' schedule really quick because uh, I'm not sure what it is. Um, uh, okay, so Broncos have middle of the pack, middle of the road uh, uh, matchups against wide receivers. Um, man, this is a tough one. I think I'm going. Oh, I think I'm going Sanders. That I'm not. I'm not comfortable with it though. Sanders over Williams and Williams over Thomas. Yeah, I'll go Williams over both. Really? Yep. Okay, I, I don't hate you for it. It's it's close for me. All right. Uh, I, hold on. I, I got one for you because I think this is way closer than it needs to be. Um, either the New York Jets receivers or Tyrell Williams. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Th- that's not that close for me. Well, the Jets have a great schedule coming up too. Yeah, um, but so the so the yeah, Chargers, know, like we I just know. said. I don't know. I, I I'm kind of high on Potnus. <laughs> I, I I gave you that pause. Uh, Quincy Nunwa for the rest of the season. Um, just FYI, I I think uh, I think Larry, uh, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. We are terrible with names today. <laughs> it, I think it's too it's just too late for me. I'm I'm in the uh, Central Time Zone and uh, I'm not feeling it. Sorry, I'm just oh. uh, the names are jumbled. It might okay. be it might be all the drugs. I don't know. Okay. Like, what kind of drugs? <laughs> I don't know. I'm lying. I'm, I'm high on that NyQuil right now. <laughs> like, what? Um, just some of the guys. Speaking, speaking of the central time zone, man, Chicago deep dish pizza is amazing. It's okay. I wasn't impressed. Which one do you have? What do you mean, which one? Like, where did you go? Uh, I went to the did same you go to place yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Lumanati's is better. Oh, is People tell me Giordano's is better. Lumanati's is better. Okay. Also, don't get plain cheese. Don't be no, that no, guy. No, no. You, you want like, some toppings that, in there. Yeah, yeah, like sausage. Italian. Oh my, that's exactly it. You got to get the Italian sausage. Yeah, in yeah, your yeah. deep dish somehow For or sure. another. For sure. All right. Yep. Um. Um. Uh, really, really quick. Uh, if you weren't already in love with them, just F-Y- so. What kind I- of pizza do you like more than? Allen Robinson has the worst schedule for wide receivers. A horrible, horrible schedule remaining. If you think he's going to pick it up, uh, he's like swimming is, against the stream here. This is a lost year for Allen Robinson. He'll finish the year as a top 30 wide receiver. He'll be better next year, but this is... Uh, last year was everything that could go well for him. This year was everything that could go bad. Next year will be something in between. Yeah. But uh, if you don't rely on Allen Robinson in your playoffs, just don't do it. Nope. Go pick up go pick up Tyrell Williams if he's available in your he's not available in your league. That's a stupid statement. He is available in a lot of leagues though. Yeah. Which is stupid. Like what the fuck are you doing? Yep. Um why, why by I the rolling? way, T. Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief have Houston and Minnesota the first two rounds of the playoffs. Um Oops. they have a pretty good Super Bowl matchup against Oakland, but um man, it's gonna be tough tough getting to the Super Bowl with Houston and Minnesota in the way. Okay. Um that's really who I want to talk about with wide receivers here. Okay. All right. Um, I'll give you one guy that um, I'm going to keep an eye out on for uh, for the fantasy playoffs. Actually, not keep an eye out on. That I like a lot for the fantasy playoffs, but you're probably starting him either way. Okay. And that's Tyler Eifert. Yeah. For the same reason that I like Jeremy Hill. Yep. Schedule plus opportunity. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if somehow, some way, 
you've finessed your way into being a Tyler Eifert owner. I very much like him for the fantasy playoffs. Again, he plays Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Houston is not a great matchup. That's not a good one against fantasy tight ends. So if you have somebody better for your championship, maybe. Um, or you just roll the dice with your stud and, and see how that plays out. Right. So how do you feel? Uh, yeah, I like Eifert. I think you're kind of hedging your bets here. You have to pick. Uh, you're at you know the four-yard line, second and goal. Uh, are you picking Jeremy Hill or Tyler Eifert here? Four-yard line? Mm-hmm. Eifert. Okay. Damn it. That's really close. I don't Let's know. pick four yard line. I don't know. <laughs> Inside the three, give me Hill. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're talking about opportunity and you know the opportunity Jeremy Hill is going to have. Um, Eifert is a ball hog. Uh-huh. I can't like both. I can't think Cincinnati's better than their record. <laughs> they're both. Uh, I think it's unlikely the way they've been scoring. It's unlikely they're both going to score. Not impossible, what? obviously. It's unlikely. I say they both score against Cleveland Browns. <laughs> okay, you picked that one matchup. <laughs> I bet you they don't score. I bet you they both don't score multiple times week 13 through 16. What? Nah, it's too complicated. Never mind. That is way too complicated. <laughs> and also, I don't take that bet. I say they I have try. at least four total touchdowns in the three weeks. Give me five and I'll do it. Nope. Come on. I budged on yours. Nope. Five is a push. No, or five, it's not I worth win. it for me. Because no, if it's five, I win, I'll do it. Uh, Four and a half. Nope. Yeah, I'm, not, do- I'm not doing it. I'm not that confident in it. I think Jeremy Hill will be fine without touchdowns, and that's never been something that you could say in his career. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like Hill. Um, the Bengals are better than their fucking three seven and one record, right? They are hundred percent. Okay, I I don't think they're that terrible of a team. Also, they beat they beat the Dolphins in their best most dominating win, and that just makes me sad. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about uh, the Dolphins? No. They're seven and four. If the playoffs ended right now, they'd be in, baby. Yeah. The most interesting conference is AFC South: Houston, Tennessee, and Annapolis. Indianapolis and Jags aren't just very say, interesting. Just say Indy or the Colts. That way you don't get tied up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. uh, Houston, Tennessee, and Indy. Okay. Um, who's winning that division? We made a bet on this deal. And I'm not feeling great about my bet. Mostly because Scott Tolzien was a starter this past week for the Colts. Yeah. In a loss. Yeah, you fucked it up for but you. But I, I, I bet on the Colts early on. You bet on the Titans. Armando bet on the Texans, who are probably still the slight favorite. And uh, Richard bet on the Jaguars. <laughs> you bet on the wrong team there. <laughs> you bet on the Jaguars. Come on, man. Blake Bortles is going to get you to the playoffs. Uh, um, but I, I will say this. I actually don't think it's going to be the Texans. They have one of the worst home road splits. They're 5-1 and one at home, but 1-4 and four on the road. And... Three out of their five last games are on the road. Two of them against the Titans and the Colts. Yep. So I think they're going to lose both of those games and give over the division to either the Titans or the Colts. As long as I don't give my money to Armando, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I bet on the Titans. Um, luckily, they kind of heated up uh, here in the last few weeks, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about the Titans. I am in Nashville now recording. Uh, walked past their stadium today. Beautiful stadium, too. It's pretty nice. Right. Um, I like them. I like them. I have I have a serious question. Um, I wonder if we should ask this before we wrap up the show. Sure. It's in reference to Armando. Okay. What? No, we'll do it. We'll do it when we're gonna wrap up. Actually, okay. let's wrap up the show. <laughs> I kind of want to say it now, man. <laughs> All right. What What you got? All right. So if you want to follow our show, you can follow us at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. You can find Dale at Dale underscore fantasy. You can find me at C Brito Fantasy. You can ask any of your questions there on Twitter, or if you feel like it, you can go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com or eatsleepfantasy.com slash questions. Um, you'll find our articles there, whatever else you want to have there. Um, anything you want to add, Dale? Uh, no. I think you covered it, man. All right. So my question for you, did you invite Armando to record? Yes, I did. And about 20 minutes later, he said, I just got this text. Are you recording? <laughs> he did it on purpose. He waited like 20 minutes and got back to me, so he didn't have to. All right. I was, it felt strange because Armando's <laughs> been like consistent, consistent yeah, as no, of late. So, no, no you, you know, I mean, we all do that. Like you ignore the text for like 20 minutes, you know, to act like you didn't see it. And then you say, oh, sorry, I just got this. And you know, it's too late already. I don't do I, that. Yes, you do. You've done it to me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you have for sure. It's okay. My feelings aren't hurt. No, I actually just don't check my phone sometimes. Okay. I'm not Richard that straight up will leave you ignored for two months until he clinches the playoffs. Uh, for Christian Brito, I am Dale. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. In the famous words of Matthew Barry, peace out! Mm, I'm in my zone, no lie. And we like to play till the sun go down. Yeah, we like to play till the sun go down. Then we take that town, then we take that town. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, Strawberry Banana and Tropical Burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.